0: You're listening to Guinea Pig and Green. I'm Stephanie and I'm Laura and we like talking about health, wellness, and eco-friendliness in a fun and approachable way. This week on the podcast we're
1: super excited to be interviewing our friend Abby who is the founder of landkind.ca. She's a landscape designer and a farmer and she's very passionate about growing our own food. We have so many things we want to ask her about so let's get to it.
0: Welcome back to Guinea Pig and Green. Hi, Steph and Abby. Hi, Laura. Hello. Um, we're so excited to have Abby on the show today. Um,
1: I think Laura and I, we just basically want to pick your brain, Abby, about well, your business is so cool. And I think we just want to pick your brain about everything from business to uh, what you're actually working on, which is really awesome work. So thank you so much for your Should time. Yeah. Thank you for
2: coming on the show. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yay.
1: Um, okay, so to start off with, could you tell everybody what sort of the bare bones of what you do in your business, LandKind, is?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I guess it sort of comes down to uh, my little tagline, which is uh, landscapes that are kind to you, the environment, and the economy. So hmm. um, I want to do edible and non-edible um, landscapes and do stuff that's um, sustainable and good for you and also gives back to the uh, economy.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. What a great tagline. Um, good for everyone. Win, win, win. Yeah, um, yeah. That's really cool. So when you say like edible landscapes, what, what does that entail? Because I know you do several different things um, in the business.
2: Um, yeah, so I have a couple different uh, edible products. Right now I'm working on, uh, it's called a ready-to-harvest box. So it's a 4x4 four four, uh, cedar box that I would um, deliver to a client's house and then plant their 16 different veggies in. And uh, I guess it's a really good, easy starter way for people to start growing food. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. And then I do, um, obviously, custom edible design and non-edible design. And then uh, the farm. So for people who don't want to grow their own but still want to have access to uh, organic local veggies, there's that option too.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, Speaking of the farm, can you tell us more about that? So is that a space that you're working on yourself? um, Or do you have like a relationship with a farmer? Um, Because I know the farm is not where you're living, right? It's a little further away.
2: Oh, yeah, it's about 20 minutes away from my house, so. Oh, okay. um, never mind. <laughs> actually, yeah, there was there a was sign on the 401 that just said, hey, micro-farmers, come farm with us. So uh. I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Um, and, yeah, this lady's just sort of uh, letting people farm on her land and she has like few really cool. acres.
0: Yeah, so I'm just like, "Hey, I'll, I'll take a quarter acre. <laughs> Try it out." What's your um what's your background in farming like? Like, where did you learn to do all this gardening? Um, uh, well, <laughs> I <laughs> Yeah, like I how was... did you get into this
1: um this work? Um, just to let everyone know Abby and I met when we were both working at Chapters, and now we're both working on totally different things. But um, yeah, I never yeah. knew at the time that you were going to be doing this. So it was really cool to see your business, um, to follow along with your business development. So how did you get into um, what you're doing now?
2: Uh, well, I went to school for landscape architecture. Mm-hmm. So I've always wanted to do sort of outdoor, outdoor design. And then I don't remember what it was exactly, but I know in my last year, my thesis, I just became like obsessed. I think it was one of my professors who... Mentioned something about urban agriculture, hmm. and then from then I was just like, "Oh, this is so cool!" So I did my whole thesis on it, and then I started watching documentaries about farming and food and um, all that kind of stuff. And then, really, I thought I worked at a couple like landscape design firms, and they weren't really doing, um, I guess you could say, projects that I wanted to work on or that I found <laughs> meaningful. Yeah. Uh, so I. Wanted to help people grow food and, and get that going.
0: That's really cool. Amazing.
2: Mm-hmm. So then, al- so
0: what's the pro? Oh, go ahead. No, Jessica. I was just
1: gonna say. So then, along the way, did you um, learn farming? Because I imagine landscape architecture is different. Oh, than that boys. farming part. Yeah. Farming.
2: Um, I mean, not really. Like, I didn't really take a class or anything. It's just sort of. I've, I've been doing it in my backyard for a couple of years now, and. I don't know. I'm going to take it to the next step and see, oh, see what wow, happens. That's so cool. <laughs> <It's> kind of <laughs> that's scary, <amazing>. but... <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So yeah. how long have you had the farm now?
2: Uh, it's just, this is just the first year. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to start um, going in there in April and tilling the land and planting wow. and all that kind of stuff. So,
1: what Do you have plans for what you're going to plant?
2: Uh, I think I'm going to do... Um, just the regular veggies I want to do about, uh, I don't know, 18 different plants. So like, uh, tomato, cucumber, kale, fish chard, potatoes, uh, squash, eggplant, you know, wow. the whole, the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Hey, Laura, you live in Toronto. You should be. I know. <laughs> I
0: was like, these are a few of my favorite things. Yeah. Get
1: <laughs> yeah, a CSA awesome. box.
0: How does that work yeah, if people
1: want to see a SA box? Do you deliver uh, it to so,
2: them? Uh, yeah. Usually I would, um, I want to do sort of a central pickup locations or multiple pickup locations. Um, but if people can't make it to them, then yeah, I will deliver. Really cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Sorry, Laura, so, I cut you so off twice, does, so go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask about... So when you go help pay people make gardens where they live, uh, what does the process look like for that? So if somebody has a backyard or a balcony where they want to start growing food, um, they contact you. And then what happens?
2: Uh, well, usually we would um, do a consult before. So I mean, sometimes people want me to do uh, a full design. And sometimes they just want to pick my brain for an hour or two. and. Uh, it can go either way. So, yeah, We you, first we'd schedule the consult, and then and then go from there. I mean, I would um, sort of give them the visual design for their space and then they can either, like, sort of tell them what would work and what they can
0: do and stuff. And then, yeah, they can either go do it themselves or um, hire me to do it. And, like, how affordable is that? I just, like, I think that's super cool. And, I mean, so I have a balcony where I live, and um, my boyfriend and I have been talking about growing our own stuff on our balcony, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I just know, like, a lot of our audience is uh, 20-somethings like like us, um, so is it, like, I'm sure there's a range?
2: Um, for, for the consult or for, like, the materials, too? Uh, uh, I, gu- I guess both. Both. <laughs> yeah. I charge um, uh, 150 for an hour of, of uh, mm-hmm. for the consult, and then... I mean, it really depends how how custom you want to go for the food. You can just get like a few pots and and stuff like that, or you can do like custom wooden planters and um, hanging planters and vertical walls and stuff like that, so Mm -hmm. there's definitely different ranges. A vertical
1: wall would be so cool. That'd be pretty. cool.
2: Yeah, they're those are pretty neat.
1: <laughs> they're so beautiful. I mean, I know even just on your website, the four x four planters look so pretty. The wooden, they're just gorgeous. I think if so I had fun. a backyard, if I wasn't <laughs> living in Korea, maybe I'd plant. But yeah. I, yeah, have, I have a question that's just sort of, I guess, coming from my. Oh, we're jumping around a lot here. I'm sorry, but that's um, okay, I, um, I've never been good at gardening. And I have never really enjoyed it that much. Like, do you think that that's something that everyone can become good at? I think there's so much in gardening that you just don't know how to do. Sometimes you're like, "Why is this plant dying? I'm trying mm-hmm. to do everything right. <laughs> <laughs> I've killed like every house plant I've ever had. <laughs> so like, and you and me both. Steph. Yeah. So, I'm like afraid if I got a, a your beautiful four by four planter, I would like buy it. I would have it in my backyard, and then I would just kill everything. Like, how do you... <laughs> do you have any tips for anyone about how not to kill things?
2: Um, I think that a green thumb can definitely uh, be learned. There are so many awesome resources online, and I think gardening is, is more science than people realize. Like, mm. um, if your tomato plant isn't growing, then... Um, I don't know, you should check, like, certain calcium levels or make sure they get enough nitrogen in their soil. Like, it's pretty – I don't know. It's more science than I even thought it would be when I started researching and stuff, so.
1: So, meaning, like, things, if you follow a set of steps, if you know what to do, then – Yeah, it,
2: it, yeah. And if you sort of know what to look for, like, oh, these leaves are, are um, yellow, which means they're getting too much water. So, like, there's just, like, yeah. sort of a key – a couple of key things you can learn, I guess, and will make it a lot easier.
1: Okay. Hmm. That's the relief. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's good to know. <clears throat> um, I, so I was going to ask also about the, like why this is something that you're so passionate about. Like, what are the benefits do you think of growing your own food besides the obvious, like that it's maybe better for the environment not to be transporting food from all over but do you Mm -hmm. notice other things as well like do you grow your own food now do you mostly Uh, eat the food yeah I have a
2: a six by 14 raised bed in my backyard oh cool Mm -hmm, so you mm -hmm. grow a lot of your own. do you mostly would that be the only products that you eat
1: most mostly
2: uh in the summertime yeah I tried to to freeze a bunch of stuff uh, this year Mm -hmm. for the winter, but I don't think I grew enough. (laughs) So gotta do more this year.
1: You got the farm now. i kidding. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But um, did do you notice like differences in I don't know taste, nutrition,
2: that kind of stuff when you
1: eat your own food?
2: Um. Well, nutrition. I guess I don't. I don't really know for a fact, but. I'd like to think so because, um, I'm growing things organically and Mm. I know like where my soil is coming from. I know what, what's going in it, all that kind of stuff. So for sure. And then definitely, um, taste wise, like everything, like tomatoes, for instance, from my garden versus from the grocery store, it's just such a
0: big difference. They actually taste like real, real tomatoes. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I tasted an heirloom tomato from, Mm -hmm. like, the McGill Gardens, like, dug up that day, and it was the best thing I've ever tasted. And I was like, I can't believe tomatoes don't taste like this. All the time, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Heirloom tomatoes are so good, though.
0: So you've mentioned tomatoes a few times. Is that, like, one of your favorite things to grow?
2: Uh, yeah, I really like tomatoes. (laughs) 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 They're just, like, I mean, like... They're good, um... I guess staple item too. I mean, you can you can make sauces. Yeah, yeah. You can can them, preserve them, eat them fresh. They're they're good. Hmm.
1: That was the the one thing that a friend and I, although the plant lived at her house, so maybe that's why it didn't die. But like we kind of collectively <laughs> took care of a tomato plant one summer, and that was the only plant I didn't kill. And the tomatoes off of the, her balcony. It was just this tiny little pot on her balcony, but they were so good. Um, and yeah, we use them in everything. They're amazing. Yeah
0: not, yeah, not
1: enough of them though. That would be my only complaint.
0: <laughs> yeah. So for somebody starting out and like starting a garden from scratch, what veggies would you recommend um, that they that they look to first? Like the easiest uh, ones. Like the, the ones that ones, Steph and yeah. I wouldn't kill. <laughs>
2: yeah. uh, I would say stuff like uh, definitely herbs are pretty easy.
0: To oh, start. Yeah. those are
2: always nice and then I would do like lettuce mixes which grow super fast and are pretty hearty um also stuff like kale and swiss chard or swiss chard are super easy to grow they good I like to hear that Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't mind the cold so it's it's okay if you um plant them before May two for a weekend which is nice too is that the date yeah that's that's usually the date May 2-4
1: weekend. Yeah, oh, and May maybe even, four. like, a week
2: after, just, just to be sure.
1: It's taking on a whole new meaning, May 2-4 yeah. weekend. <laughs> Secretly, the gardeners across the country, like, everyone's partying, and they're like, yes, it's time to plant. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I would never have thought of growing a lettuce mix. Would you have thought of growing a lettuce mix, Laura? Yeah, but I love greens. Like, <laughs> But, like, it wouldn't occur to me like, that that would be I'm something just... that I could grow. When I think of mm-hmm. kale, I'm like, that must grow somewhere in the wilderness somewhere. I don't... I'm not, I can't imagine growing it in an apartment. So that's cool. No, I heard
0: I heard kale grows like weed. Oh, mm-hmm. really? I don't really think it will...
2: It's huh? crazy. Beans are yeah. also really easy, too. And they, like, you can harvest like crazy. The more you pick, the more yes.
0: it will come. For beans? Um, <laughs> what factors... What factors would you have to consider when you're, like, choosing what vegetables to grow? Like, is, um, is growing on a balcony different than growing in a garden? Um, is sunlight that much of a factor if it's just summertime?
2: Um, yeah, I think sun is probably the major factor. Like, stuff, um, stuff like tomatoes and peppers and eggplant, they're big sun crops, so you want to make sure you get at least, like, six hours of sun a day for those. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, like, the stuff like the... Uh, the herbs and the kale and the Swiss chard those are stuff that can maybe be more easily grown on a balcony because they can tolerate a little bit more uh shade
0: right. and also
2: root vegetables too like to make, like uh carrots yeah. or radishes are pretty easy too and, and they don't need good as to much grow. sun yeah they don't need as much sun oh. so, yeah
0: I'm going to say you're not doing a fantastic job of helping me narrow down <laughs> my, my, my veggie choices for this summer. Grow it all. Do you get a lot of sun? Yeah, we get, um, we get quite a bit I would do for like the first half of the day. I would do cherry
2: tomatoes and lettuce and kale.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And Ooh. carrots are good, too. How about sweet potatoes? Right. They pretty easy, yeah.
1: How do sweet potatoes do? Are they easy?
2: Uh, to be honest, I've never grown sweet potatoes. Okay. I've only grown normal potatoes. Are you going to grow sweet potatoes on the farm? Mm. <laughs> I was thinking about it. <laughs> Are they harder? Is that it. why? Yeah. I love sweet potatoes, so. Mm.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, so I'm really interested to learn more about like, the business side of things. Like, uh, what's it like launching your own business? Um. Uh, uh, very scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, understandably. Yeah. No. It's
2: it's a lot more work than than I thought it would be. To be honest, like setting up the website was just it took a lot a lot longer than I thought, and um the mailing list and sort of uh, just making sure people I don't know get the right information so you can make business but still be approachable at the mm-hmm. same time so yeah know, it's yeah it's definitely a learning curve but um i like it my, my mom's in uh, marketing and business development so she's been giving me some tips and and help and stuff so that's been very appreciated well, your
0: instagram <laughs> account and your website are both gorgeous yeah oh, thank
2: you website <laughs> well
1: yeah. i remember the first time i saw oh. your
0: website i was like oh
1: my gosh it's so beautiful um Aww, thank you that's really cool. Did you do that yourself or did you have help with that? And your graphics as well are gorgeous.
2: Uh, yeah, the graphics I, I actually did, but then I got someone to code uh, the WordPress site.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. the graphic. I love the logo. It's so pretty. And hey. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. Um, <laughs> the, I guess with the the farm, that must be kind of like a risk now. Does that make you nervous, having the farm now?
2: Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be, because I'm used to just doing smaller urban uh, food projects versus a, a farm, so. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a little nervous, but I'm super excited, and there's going to be lots of uh, people there to ask advice, and...
1: Oh right, because there are a bunch of people working on it. Yeah,
2: there's other farmers there too. So, yeah. Oh yeah,
1: okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're going to be for your CSA boxes. That's going to be like all Abby.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, for
1: that's
2: sure. really yeah.
1: cool. Should be there every day? <laughs> every day, farming away. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that.
0: Excited. Yeah, really cool.
1: When are they, those going to start um, coming out? Do you think ideally?
2: Um, so, I'm going to start planting in, well, May 2-4, hopefully. <laughs> um, and then I want to start the, I think, second last week of June. And then it'll run for 16 weeks to Thanksgiving. So.
1: Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And so, is it possible for people to get a, because um, we have a lot of listeners who live in Toronto, that would probably mm-hmm. be interested in this is it possible to get um like do you have different plans set up or is it if they go for one week they have to do the whole 16 weeks or what's the subscription plan like
2: yeah um usually with a like a traditional csa um the customers sort of pay up front for the whole season Mm. um so that sort of gives the farmer enough financial backing to get the plants and like set set them up for the for the whole season right um so yeah that's what i'm gonna do it's gonna be um pay uh up front yeah for the pretty much for the 16 weeks so it turns out to be 35 dollars per week um oh yeah mm-hmm. and you get about uh 10 to 12 uh organic veggies a week so that seems I think great it's, it's pretty good compared to retail
0: yeah, that seems mm-hmm.
1: quite comparable,
0: actually. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well, keep us posted on on all of that stuff, and we'd be happy to include them uh, those materials in the show notes of the of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: perfect. If, yeah, okay.
1: If I was in Toronto, I would be. I've thought about getting a CSA <laughs> box for a while. Okay, okay. I know it's funny, haha. <laughs> i do not <live> in Toronto. <laughs> um, I was gonna get one in Montreal, but it was like, I think the pickup locations were not great but then mcgill was doing a good a good one with the farmer's market which was cool oh that's another thing i mm-hmm. wanted to ask you do you ever um sell at a farmer's market
2: um i've given it lots of thought mm-hmm. but um i I mean in, in the future i would like to that's something that's in the in the plan but i think for the first year i'm just going to keep it with the with the csa yeah yeah so but I mean I think farmers markets are super cool and it's a really cool environment and community
1: yeah the community maybe I love the farmers market maybe next yeah, year <laughs> yeah
0: once you have more of a handle on it yeah that's really cool
2: yeah
0: all right that's everything from me Steph did you have any more questions
1: Robbie no I think that she answered all of our questions we had well I mean we had so many different things we wanted to ask you about but <laughs> You're doing such cool work, Abby, and um, like for our our sort of po- our podcast, your your mission is so in line with ours, and it's always cool to talk to somebody who has similar values and is doing such cool work. Like, I mean, Thanks, You're yeah. you're I I love that you're a young person and you're doing this kind of thing and bringing organic vegetables to the Greater GTA. It's just really awesome that you're starting this so early and really pursuing your dreams. Like, it's really inspiring.
2: Thank you, thank
0: you. Yeah, Yeah, all the stuff you're doing sounds—it just sounds so dreamy. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So thank you. I'm sure it's like much more work (laughs) and like much more manual labor, (laughs) but it it also feels like important work. So it's cool that someone is doing it. So thank you.
2: That's very very nice of you guys to say. (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Um, for our listeners, if you have any questions for Abby, reach out to us on Twitter uh, or comment right under this post on guinea pig and green. Um And you can check out Abby's website and all of her social links at landkind.ca.
1: Okay, thanks for listening, guys. And thank you, Abby, for joining us. Of course. See
0: you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.